0: Waypoints is a podcast for mature audiences. Content warnings can be found in the description. hello. Welcome to Waypoints, a podcast where people without the luxury of anecdotal success talk about their journey. My name is Lucas. I am your host, and today we are joined by Jasmine. go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Jasmine. I'm the owner of Piel Bella by Jazz, based here out of Chicago, Illinois. I make all plant-based skincare and haircare that is sustainable and eco-conscious. And I use all local herbs, so that will be a look, good introduction for now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right right, don't, 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 don't want to divulge too much, but so yeah. are you from Chicago originally or did you move here? What's your, what's kind of your, your life story to get you up to this point?
1: Sure. So I came to Chicago from Mexico. I'm from Mexico City. Originally, I was born and raised in Mexico City. I came here when I was 15, moved here with my whole family, my two sisters and my mom. We have always lived here in Chicago. We live in Little Village. Eventually, we moved to Back of the yards. I moved to Pilsen, and now I live in Lakeview with my son.
0: Excellent. So that's a quick little idea about... So you're you're local, basically. Yeah.
1: I have always here. Born and bred,
0: for lack of a better term. What, what do you say, what do you say a is Do you say that they're, because like, I don't know, like you'd say like blue blood for certain things, but isn't that like an insult? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of like Chicago bread, I guess would be the.
1: Yeah, well, I am 37 now and I've been here since I was 15. So I've been here for more than half of my life. So definitely. So... And I even still, I feel a little bit like I'm not even from here or from there, mm. you know, because I didn't spend my young and developing years right. here and I have a lot of like traditional and cultural still. Definitely. I mean, just know? just by
0: the name of your business alone, right? So maybe you can explain a little bit more about the name and where that comes from.
1: Of course. So for me, Piel Bella, so Piel means skin, and Bella in Spanish is more than just beautiful, right? It's a person that I feel like just kind of, it just shines from the inside out. And I kind of wanted that to be a reflection of my business and also make it something different in Spanish as well, Piel Bella. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's why I and I, I Also I'm from Mexico, so I definitely wanted a a name in Spanish for my business.
0: That's awesome. You get to have some of like your your cultural implications and like your background just in the name alone. It's hard, it's hard to brand, I gotta say. Like the hardest part of coming up with this whole thing was trying to make a name. And like (laughs) coming up with names and coming up with logos is a challenge. It's a
1: it is difficult. It is
0: hard and and you mentioned that earlier that you're kind of like when you're off record, like that you're rebranding, that you're working on expanding. Or maybe even more focusing might be the better word for it, right? Trying to rebuild your clientele and like Definitely. dial in more on what it is, what pilbea is per se, right? So what is Definitely. what does that look like? What is what is having to change a brand that you work so hard? <laughs> like what is what does that mean?
1: <laughs> so when I started this journey, it was so hard for me to pick a name because, I mean, I knew it was going to be a skincare regardless if it was plant-based or not. And I know it's a saturated business. Right, so I it really it took me a long time to find a name that kinda reflected what I wanted to do, what I wanted to express, and at the same time that reflected who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Right. So and now changing it I'm not changing the name, I'm not changing what I would say like what Piel Bella is in the core, is more I wanna create more a marketable brand mm-hmm. that I can expand a little bit out of Chicago and definitely eventually in the country and right. hopefully. We'll see how far we get, as far as we can. But I also wanted to grow more locally, so I mm-hmm. kind of want to set Piel Bella as a Chicago brand, you know? Right. So.
0: And you've always done markets. You've always you've always been the face of your brand, right? You've stood there in front of your stall. You Definitely. have you've sold your wares. You've you've conversed with the clientele yourself. Like you've been your own brand. So I have. Are you, <laughs> are you taking a step? back from like that as like a face or is it you're trying to like what is what is necessarily the the goal in time that you would see like your business in a couple of years?
1: So I'm not trying to get myself out of being the face of Piel yeah. Bella. Mm-hmm. I actually love enjoy being in front of people and that's one of the main reasons when I do so many local in person markets. And it is tiring but I love to be out there and meet people, not just clients but definitely like other small business owner, other makers. I I have met so many people that if I didn't start this journey, I would have never met in my life before. Or I would <laughs> exactly, even know yeah. the, what they're doing, right? Because you obviously don't know what people are doing just by looking at them. So it's been very interesting. I like to be there because a lot of the things that I do with PLVR are just educational. Mm-hmm. Right? So you cannot go just to my table and just grab stuff without, I feel like, knowing and having the knowledge of what you can, how can you use it. So I definitely that's why I like to be out there too, to teach people how to use. My formula and how, what the, the way that they will make the most out of them, mm-hmm. right? Because I like to make my formulas to be like multifunctional so everybody can use them and you can use them for different things. So I also want to transfer that to people and I feel that i good and it's been a great way for me to transfer that in person. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would I, I think you're doing a great job of it, at least just in my experience. <laughs> Thank um, you. Recently, I was able to acquire some like hand salve, <laughs> I guess I would call it. Yes, from it's you? a balm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the balm and I have atopic dermatitis and my hands just, they're gross, right? They just rot off. They slough off. It's real nasty. It, it's, you also it's inevitable. wash your
1: hands a lot. Yeah, it's inevitable.
0: Yeah. I cook. I'm in sanitizer and wash my hands. But um, I've been putting it on every night. And like <laughs> at first it burns a little bit, which almost anything that's like good, I've noticed, anything that's good kind of burns at first because it's like killing whatever's on my hands because bacteria is what causes the itch. Yeah. And, but I, I've been using it and sleeping with it like a nice thick coat on my hands. And it has, I've seen an improvement. Um, so thank you. Thank you <laughs> I appreciate for...
1: to hear those things. So let
0: me, let me give, let me give the listeners a little plug here saying that she knows what she's talking about. She knows what she's doing. Um, I think this one though, this one's crazy. This one has some cannabis in it.
1: Ooh. Oh, that that's why it burns. That's probably why it burns. Because <laughs> it has but, essential oils. But it, yeah.
0: you know, it's one of those things it's, it's, you have to be intimate with your ingredients, with your herbs to Definitely. know what it is that you're selling so maybe tell me a little bit more about that process as how you learned where you got your knowledge
1: definitely so i just to kind of go back a little bit i started piel Bella when the pandemic started right have always worked in the food industry just like you like i have done this since i was 18 so now it's like a little bit over half of my life i also grew up in restaurants in mexico city so i'm very familiar with food so the first thing that i Like, what am I going to do now that I don't have a job that I have always depended on? And it was my core as a person, right? Like a restaurant. It just kind of went away. So for me, it was kind of a way for me to recover, too, of that loss to to start Piel Vella. And for Piel Vella, I use a lot of the food that we eat at home, right? Mm -hmm. I use teas. I use coffee. I use a lot of herbs I use a lot of local herbs I work with local urban farmers I also work with local apiaries to get local honey and local beeswax so I try to be as local as I can but I also use as many herbs that I actually have worked with before, not just herbs, veggies too. I use tomato powder. I use, okay. <laughs> you no, know, use turmeric. I use like everything that you can think of that I can put my hands on, and I have worked with, and I know that it's great for us. I also take some classes on how to make this, this formulations, mm-hmm. and how to use herbs. So I feel like I have definitely learned a lot through my career working in the restaurants that have helped me now that I have my business. Mm-hmm. Even if it, people think that it's not food, it is food for your skin. You know, we should be really careful that it, we're careful yeah. as much as what you put inside of your body what you put in your skin because, you know, it's your body. At the end of the day, it's like the biggest organ that right. we have. your, your skin so is, we need it to is, take yeah. care of it. And I feel like we don't make that connection that a healthy inside is a healthy outside and vice versa. I
0: so. will second that because that's not a connection that I normally make you know I'm I'm definitely I am guilty of being one of those like super quick (laughs) three-in-one shower kind of guys right I've got the body wash shampoo and conditioner all in one bottle right
1: it is easier sometimes. (laughs) sometimes
0: but but you bring up a great point at the end of the day like what you put in is what you get out and like vice versa you know if you're there's, there's something to be said about all of those things. And once you know about it, once you're educated about it, which you obviously provide to your clients, it's,
1: Yeah, I, I try,
0: well, it's, it's a, you can't look back, right? Like once you, as you acknowledge is one of those things, right? Once you have it, you can't unlearn it. Definitely. And so like, you know, all of a sudden I stopped, you know, once I started learning more about this from you and kind of being more personally like interested in, and aware of what I'm using, I started looking at those bottles and being a little more like what I can't even pronounce half the things that are on here but visually i know what what one of my favorite bars from you is a coffee scrub right and like the 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 scrub itself is the coffee grounds it's not some microbead it's not some styrofoam it's not some other lord knows what it is it's just coffee right Mm -hmm. and something about that makes it feel good you feel good not only does it smell great and you're clean but like you feel healthy and that's that's like something special about that
1: and these are things that sometimes we don't even think about, right? That we have sugar and coffee at home. That mm-hmm. you can maybe make it this as a scrubs at home. And it is easy to make them at home and I really enjoy making my own things that obviously I don't sell uh-huh. at home and try with my son because at the end of the day you can try as you can really try anything that you have in the kitchen. And I'll definitely recommend people to do that, you know, get familiar with what you eat, what you bring to the house, mm-hmm. your local farmers markets. I feel like another thing that push not push me but like, really made me to, like, go to the farmer's markets because I really love to go just by myself without being part of them. Mm-hmm. I like to be part of the community, what is growing in your neighborhood. I feel like now with everything that is happening in the world, we should be way more connected to what's happening in your local community. Mm-hmm. Right? So I feel like that's something that we should all be really looking at.
0: No, I definitely agree. You've been using this word a lot so far, the word local, locally, community. You've been... These words, you've been hitting them a whole bunch. <laughs> so I would safely assume that these are very important concepts to you definitely um so you're you obviously you mentioned earlier you're trying to expand outside of chicago but keep chicago as the home base true to like the core of the business itself um why don't you tell me a little more about how you focus locally and the things that like you do like initiatives maybe perhaps that like you are a part of in like the local chicago scene
1: yes so as a business piel bella is part of the The Plan Chicago, the Circular Economy Leaders Network. So we be this is our second year uh, being part of the Leaders Network. So what we do that is exchange a lot of uh, resources. We have a lot of meetings. They bring a lot of people for us to learn. So that is one of the main sources for me to meet people that is local when it Mm -hmm. comes to urban farmers. Again, this honey and all these people that is growing their own things here in Chicago. Right, so that is one thing that I do. I have also I want Piel Bella to to touch as many homes in Chicago as possible, mm-hmm. right? Because all these things are local again, you know. Like, and we should be familiar with them. And I like to explain to people how everything is made, how everything was grown. Who grew it, all the farms well I only work with two so far, but I source a lot of herbs from the Moana Cedillo Fresh Products, which is a women owned farm that is in the South Chicago. Okay. They sell in a lot of local farmers. I also partnered up with um and they are part of the network with Plant Chicago oh, that's so as well. Cool. There's a maybe I think this year might be over maybe thirty businesses that are part of the network and we all do different things, right? Mm-hmm. I, I focus on the skincare and hair care. There's other people that do Clothes. There's other people that refurbish furniture. There's a lot of people that they do different things. And we all come together mm-hmm. to exchange these resources. And I feel like, again, going back to local, it is, I just never going to stop saying how important it is for you to know the people, your neighbors, even your neighbors, who lives next to you. You know, who is in who's your alderman, who is in charge of mm-hmm. who makes decisions for you. And I think all it starts with you getting to know the people around you. Mm -hmm. And I really want Piedra to be part of that local network or business that we help each other, that we use it. Like, for example, I'm going to start using, um, and this is going to be more like I already talked to them, so it is not necessarily a surprise with that Anticonquista coffee. So they bring their coffee from Guatemala, right? So their family grows their coffee, and they toast it, and they produce it here, and they package it all here in Chicago. So it's literally from the farm not even from the crop to the cup here in Chicago so I want to work with people that is very in their roots Mm -hmm. you know they know where they come from and I'm also I'm immigrant I'm a single mom I'm a person of color or you know I want to be with people that we look the same and we share the same struggles the same challenges the same stories at some point Mm -hmm. so I really feel like I want to be connected to those people and the only way that I can do that is by connecting with as many locals as I can.
0: That's something it, you're you're touching on something that is uh that truly is like a reality, you know you are a single mother, a person of color, an immigrant, all these things are going to generate setbacks for you um unfairly so, but like it's almost like it's something you're gonna have to deal with and overcome, and you seem to be obviously overcoming them, and you have a community of others that you all kind of work together um what are what are some of the setbacks like it doesn't necessarily have to be of that nature, but just <laughs> you know, I mean, you said you opened up in the middle of the pandemic. Um, I couldn't get to go containers during the pandemic. You know, there was a shortage on onions during the pandemic. You know, there was all these things. So for you to generate a business from nothing in that time and to see it flourish afterwards, like what were some of the things you had to overcome um, during the initial days?
1: Definitely. So when I started, I was finishing my bachelor's at school. So all this all of a sudden the children are at home my son my nephew right so that was kind of an overcome like to finish my bachelor's to start as i finished that i like i said i had to find something to do so i started doing this and at the beginning it was me ordering a little bit here and a little bit there it was not big orders like i do now so i think it was not as hard Mm -hmm. now that i'm like maybe even now it's a little bit harder for me to get certain products out so i I also, I feel that when we, the pandemic started, when I started ordering so many things, there was not so many shortage okay. of products yet. So I definitely, I stuck up on that. Um, but definitely a lot of challenges being like, again, being a single mom, I'm in charge of everything, right? My son is 15. I have a teenager at home. <laughs> <You> <laughs> That's a whole nightmare in in of itself. Exactly. It's like a whole it's a whole another person right mm-hmm. people don't understand that having a child it is so hard it is beautiful but it is hard mm-hmm. all right? so having teenager and then having a at that time I was not working but I was in school but then starting all this because I started from scratch so I had right. to do a lot of research I love doing research that's kind of one of the biggest things that I do with PL Bella mm-hmm. so that was a lot of other things right kind of source things that I never knew where they come from or where are they from and where am I going to get them from. Right. Um, but a lot of those things have, like, really helped me grow and get to this point now. Mm-hmm. You know, like, kind of seeing... Being like heartbroken (laughs) for the restaurant gone, right? (laughs) Having two teenagers at home, being again like a full—I was a full-time student at that time, and I was working full-time too. So it is—it has been a lot, but I'm very used to. I like to always be moving, Mm -hmm. and I like you say earlier. I'm very aware of of the life challenges that I've been. I don't even want to call them challenges. Right, it's a hard hard
0: thing to say. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that life has put me up with, but I'm very proud to where i am come. You know, I don't like to play a victim. Like, we're not victims, right? And I think that's like a mentality that I feel personally has helped me a lot. to not feel a victim of the the circumstances. There you go, they're not Mm -hmm. challenges. It's like life circumstances that we all put in different ways, right? So I try to not play victim and just use what I, the person that I am, On my favor instead against me. Right.
0: I mean, everyone's going through something. Definitely. Oh, mostly now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, everybody's got something on their plate that they're dealing with. So it's a little bit, it's almost like that, that empathy that you have to give to others. You have to also give to yourself as well to be like, almost stay ahead and not let life get you down. It is. It will beat you down. Exactly. And
1: like sometimes, you know, I am very good with my friends, talking to my friends and being the nicest person. But when I am making a mistake, I'm so hard on myself. And sometimes I really have to remind myself that. I am a human. Like, what would you tell your best friend right now? You know? So I have learned, yeah. even those this past two years, I have learned so much about myself and being more spiritual and being more present, too. Mm-hmm. You know? So just more present with myself. Like, okay, you're going through this hard time. It's okay. You can sit down for a little bit and just, you know, take care of it. You mm-hmm. can rest. We can rest. You're, and you're, just you, be uh, You're still. allowed. Yeah, you are allowed. I feel that, I guess, coming from the restaurant industry, I have always been used to, like, you know, get home and sleep for five hours, come back and leave, and you really do not have any... I mean, it depends on what kind of restaurant work you do, right? But a routine, it is hard to form a routine, right? And it's just so, like, fast-paced that Mm. sometimes, as a person, it's hard to just stop and check in with yourself. Yeah. It is really hard because you're something's always happening mostly when you're in charge of something right and (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) so you're not just and like sometimes i'm not just in charge of something i'm in charge of the child my teenager and my home i have two cats and then now Mm -hmm. the business so it is you really have to have that empathy with yourself and give yourself a break sometimes Mm -hmm. you know learn how to be still and for me, that has been really hard because I'm always on the move. Right, <laughs> I have an urgency to get somewhere. I'm not sure where yet, but <laughs> I'll get there eventually. Yeah. You know,
0: that's literally the point of this whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Who will get there. You nailed it. You nailed it right on the head. Um, so, actually, leading into that, um, you're heading somewhere, right? But you can't get somewhere without, like, I guess, like, fundamental building blocks. You know what I mean? Like each step you take has to be solid and firm, right? So if you kind of just speed forward, you'll end up tripping, right? So deliberate, intentional movements. Um, What are some of the things that you've done with your business? Like some of the groundwork that you laid that you believe like fundamentally is going to set you apart and set you ahead and set you up for success. Not that you don't, success is an arbitrary word, but like get you where you want to go.
1: What are the things that, are, that I do to set me apart? Mm-hmm. I feel like I have done through the past. This is, uh, Piel Vella just turned one year back in April. Mm-hmm. So we're like a year and a half now. Uh, I have taken, because I have worked in the business and I have, I went to school for business too. I kind of have learned how to take Piel Bella slowly but surely through the pandemic. You know, like one of the biggest decisions that I took this year, and we talked about this last time, was that I canceled a lot of my markets. I love to be Mm -hmm. out there, I like to have my face out there, but I also want to be sustainable as much as I can with my house myself right. and the business right so if I'm out there and this might not be my season to be in the farmer's market that was a hard decision for me to take because I mean you already kind of have a whole summer plan right. and all of a sudden there's no summer plans anymore and for me I think you said it last time how can you take a step forward without going back. Mm-hmm. Right For me, it was just more kind of like a stop a little bit. Think about what's going to happen next. And that's why I'm trying to rebrand Piel Vella too. Mm-hmm. Kind of invest, instead of investing that money and going to the farmer's market this year, invest it in Piel Vella and make it more marketable. So I also don't have to be out there as much and I can work in other things because I want Piel Vella to grow more.
0: Right. You know, and I it's, don't... it's tough, right? Because you are... You, do, I am you the only one. You don't have an, any employees. Not it's all you. you. make everything.
1: I do make everything. I bottle everything. I label everything. I create the labels. I take pictures. I am in charge of my Instagram account. I'm Instagram- I am. I am everything that you can see for PLBia. Yeah, I do it. I make it. I create it with my own hands. So it is just a one-person show for now.
0: Mm-hmm. Why don't you? Why don't you walk us through the creation process? So you are. Let's. I'll, I'll paint the, I'll set the, I'll paint the picture. Right. You are sitting on the couch, and inspiration strikes you um you want to make a new i don't know we talked about earlier a new balm right walk me through what that is for you what is your creative process because it is it's you're not just making soap you're not just making lotion you're not just putting shea butter and something in there you know what i mean like you are intentionally crafting a product for a specific purpose while also making it appealing and pleasurable mm-hmm. to use, right? So, walk us through your creative process.
1: Sure. So, I can definitely walk you through the i through the bomb that you were talking Perfect. about earlier, right? So, I am a very familiar with cannabis, uh, and the whole idea for me was to create with that particular bomb was to create a pain relief product. Right, because you cannot, I cannot say that uh, my products cure anything, but definitely help with relief. Like you say, with your hands, you know, mm-hmm. with pain, uh, herbs are very powerful. So that was kind of the first thing. So for me, it was just like, okay, now what can we do? So for the balm, it takes me a lot of tests. I did like maybe 12 different balms with different butters, with different products, with different oils, with different, some with no oils, some with oils. Mm-hmm. I use a lot of lanolin, which is a byproduct of the cheap, um. Fur is that how you call okay. it? Instead of Vaseline because Vaseline is a petroleum okay. base, so I use uh, so that's what I use for my balms, right? And it's uh, cruelty free and it's locally sourced. So it was a lot of like butters with lanolin with oil. So I mm-hmm. even created twelve. All these products, I they have to be a stable, right? So they have to sustain a winter and a summer. Okay. Or at least the hottest days of summer because it's about marijuana to melt and you open it. To melt, to and, melt you it and you shower right. when you open it, <laughs> which it has happened in the past to me uh, with butters in the past. So it's it was more about testing it, make sure that at least had like the end of the summer and the winter kind of very like... So that bomb took me almost six months to be ready for.
0: And to test it, you... What do you, you you like put it in an environment? Like you put it in the fridge or like you'll put it... So I
1: have, I put it, it depends. I leave it in different places of the house. When it's hot, I put it on top of a heater too. Like to see how hot it can go without necessarily breaking Uh or losing, you know, the texture. So I definitely, and eventually when I get to something that I know I'm going to like as far as like a feel, I have people my friends my family to test it Mm -hmm. mostly i created this it was one of the main purposes for my stepdad. Mm -hmm. he had an accident and he hurt his back his back really bad so he was kind of like the main you know person that was going to be testing it so i there's rosemary there's eucalyptus there's arnica there's fur, fur needle on it there's clove there's every single herb that i was able to find and search locally and ethically that I I was able to put in that bomb to help. You know, because all those herbs help with inflammation mm-hmm. they're from bruising they're from cramps they're not just for pain there's like a lot of things on your body you know if you have arthritis your feet hurt you just came back from the gym you fell down so the balm was kind of like a multi-functional mm-hmm. idea that I kind of wanted to make and once that has been tested not just by my stepdad of course but <laughs> other people because I would be biased and like we kind of got to a point where we the feel is nice you right. know it doesn't melt it doesn't go it, it can test a couple temperatures and you can leave it in the car and it won't melt mm-hmm. so once that is there then I come with the packaging right for me most of my packaging is are thin cans okay. so that's not a big problem for me to source them mostly because I just need to know what size I'm gonna be able I'm gonna make them right. like the one that I gave you is a 0. .75 oh, it's ounces bitty bitty. it's a it's tiny skinny. one but like if you take it as a tester you only need that you mm-hmm. know and then you decide if you want a bigger size I exactly. have a 2 ounce and a 4 ounce after mm-hmm. that and then you decide But I like to make always a smaller size so people can test it. So you don't feel also committed to buy like the huge thing and you don't like it. Right. Right. So I try to have a little testers of mostly the most things that I make.
0: Is there a reason you use tin? Does it hold better? Is it just a like, is it a better vessel than plastic per se? Or is there there a reason you use glass and tin?
1: No, definitely. It's like they are the most sustainable and eco-conscious options to package, right? Because the tins are are not made of uh, plastic, you know, that you can recycle them, you can upcycle them, you can reuse them, you can really do a lot of stuff with them. You can also return them to me for a discount. So there's a lot of things that you could do with a tin instead of plastic that I feel like for us is very easy to just throw away. Oh, yeah. And and, and, and
0: even here in Chicago, right? I, I don't know. You put stuff in the recycling and then you put it in the recycling bin and then you watch the garbage companies put it all in the same truck. And you're just like, wait. <laughs>
1: well, recycling is not as sustainable like, as we what, think what, it is. What, what, <laughs> right? what am I doing?
0: Why am I sorting my trash when it just all goes in the same exactly. truck anyway? Exactly.
1: And then, like, there was, and when they put this this system with the blue bins, I remember I was living in the back of the yard. There was never information or how to use this bin. So people, I know, like, my mom had, my mom tries, but sometimes if something is contaminated, then they're going to throw away all the recycle, that whole recycling and the garbage.
0: Exactly. Right?
1: So it's not necessarily sustainable. There's better ways, for example, like the tin cans, you know, at the end of the day, yes, if you can recycle them, but you can also, you can do so many things with a tin can. So for me, Very it's just the most sustainable. It's also the lightest to, tra- to chip. Mm-hmm. For me to carry as well, and glass is also for me is like um, it is it is dangerous because, for example, if you use glass when you're taking a shower, right? If you, that
0: if you slip and it exactly. slips out of your hand, it's that can kind of
1: cause a really bad accident, right? Mm-hmm. That is not gonna be just bad for a client; it's gonna be bad for me as oh, well as a sure. business owner. So I try to keep it like everything. If you think about, it, see, everything needs to have a balance. You right. cannot just put things out there because everything has a top process but then once that everything is scanned, i make labels i try to make the labels very like organic so they all look the same mm-hmm. so it's more about kind of color you know for example for that balm i like the letters to be green just because it's a super nice green right balm so that's how you also identify it on the table or when you're using it so there's like a whole process of
0: <laughs> so it's not just i want to make something no. do they normally stem from like a like necessity breeds action kind of mentality. Like you said, this one, you, your stepdad was hurting. Um, do they normally come from like you notice something? Like You're probably getting what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, definitely. About, I feel like a lot it. of
1: my products, and this is how I started, right? Mm-hmm. So it was more about when I started making these things, people will be like, well, you think you can make me a soap that can help me with certain with eczema, let's say. And I'll I'll right. research everything obviously that i have at home already Mm -hmm. and i already kind of have a lot of this research done and just kind of pair it with whatever i want to do at this point and it's like yeah i can make you something so i'll make you a soap and then Mm -hmm. you like it and it's really like you know you you really want to keep using it then i'll put it on my inventory because Mm -hmm. i know it's gonna work for that person right you know so I, i feel it's more out of like also functional I want things to be functional. I learn... I also make a balm after I make the the, the cannabis balm that is infused with calendula and chamomile, and that one doesn't have any essential oils, and it's just literally for everyone. Because I also want to have something that anybody and everybody can use mm-hmm. on my table, right? So, right. So, it is more for sensitive skin. You can use it in tattoos. You can use it on babies. You can really use it in... I believe I might have... It, it's a smaller can the tin can that i gave you last time uh but yeah you can so i like to make things that are also functional and they, there's a reason to be i like to have uh-huh. there's no reason for me to not make things that help our skin with something right you know like i like to have oh, everything that i make to have a purpose to be and also be functional and multi-functional mm-hmm. i make shampoo bars that you can use on your face as face bars you can also use them on your body if you go if you go on a camping trip if you go on a trip Somewhere, if you go to the gym, you can literally use that whole bar for your whole body.
0: So it's like it's like that three in one, mm-hmm. but but <laughs> yes. but not with polypropylene glycol <laughs> no. whatever is it, whatever it, weird so natural, CH 13 with letter words Plants,
1: <laughs> yes so you can use it like that so I like to make things that you can use in different ways for example even the conditioner bars you can use them to shave you can shave with the conditioner bars
0: that makes sense
1: you know so those are things that if I don't tell people personally like for example when they use their things I know I can and that's another thing of building another website and rebranding right mm-hmm. to make a more robust mm-hmm. brand because it's a lot of information it
0: is and and how did you come about all this information? I know I know the internet is a vast place, right? Definitely. But your your knowledge seems a little bit more expert and a little bit more you know adept than just Google.
1: Definitely. Well, at the beginning, Google helped me a lot <laughs> to do a lot of research, but eventually, I learned that i I learned to do the shampoo bars, the soaps, and all the butters on my own, mm-hmm. and that was definitely all Google, right? I looked it up, but I definitely were like. Really nice websites and all these things. Right. But I definitely got to a point where I'm like, I want to keep doing things. And I cannot find just everything on Google. And just like when you go to school, you kind of have to pay for that knowledge. Right. So I signed up for a school that is in the UK that is called Formula Botanica. And I am doing the certificate in natural and organic hair care and skincare, And that's like a whole two-year class that I'm almost about to finish mm-hmm. in, that, in, a, in a couple months. So that's one of them that is. I'm also learning to make other products for for right. hair because I like I want to make piel bella very robust when it comes right. to like formulas and the ingredients that we use. And I use a lot of botanicals, a lot of uh, ex- a lot of botanical extracts, a lot of oils, a uh-huh. lot of everything. And all this has come now that I'm learning more from the school, and I also signed up for the Herbal Academy, which is here in the U.S. And that one is more like an entrepreneurial herbal. Okay. Uh, class. So it's more like like you say, like to do the labeling, right? Because even the labeling that you say that you didn't understand the words, they need they need to be there for people to know what's in there.
0: Right. You have to have it all. Yeah,
1: because you don't know. There's allergies, like just just like at the restaurant, right? When mm-hmm. yesterday I ha- I had a market yesterday, and a lady asked me if I use almond oil in my stuff because she's allergic to almond, like extremely allergic. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I use almond oil in a lot of most of the things that are for the skin, mostly butters. And I was like, "Well, how about if you try the butter? The butter didn't have any almond oil, but I'm like, try it, and we'll see in five hours <laughs> if you know." So I I try to be very careful with what I put in stuff, and be label it, and that's that's with the classes, right? right? Label it right because it is dangerous to put things out there just mm-hmm. for the skin, mostly, and not know exactly what's on them.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can only yeah exactly, especially when you get. When you get small and you get local and you get all these, you get kind of a lot of not not fly by night, but like people who are just trying to explore a business, right? Mm-hmm. And there is danger in uneducation. You know what's Definitely. the what's the saying? The drink deep, the parian spring. For a little knowledge is a dangerous thing. <laughs> like you know, to know half of something Definitely. is to not know anything. To
1: not know anything, right?
0: Like you need to know it intimately and fully. So. Um, kudos to you for exploring you. that, continuing on because you have to you're investing in yourself, right? It like, is in It's a risk yeah. to spend money but in the long term pays off, right?
1: Definitely. And I have seen the paid off already. Mm-hmm. Right. Knowing and I again coming from restaurants, right, you need to know the dishes from top to bottom, like how they're made, and I try to know everything that I make the same way. Mm-hmm. I'm the one that makes that, I'm the one that needs to know, and at some point eventually and fingers crossed i'm going to hire someone to hopefully maybe be out there in the markets and i need to be able to transfer all this knowledge to right. someone and transfer it right right because as a business although i like to be very local and have uh, be part of the community and you know like be all this um community Forward thinking. I also, at the end of the day, I have a business to protect mm-hmm. and me having this knowledge, me and my business being insured, my business, like having all these things that <laughs> I require at some point by law. Right. Uh, even if I'm just locals selling on the market, you never know who's going to come to the market. Right? Very true. You never know. Like if people is everywhere and I feel like I, I didn't start selling any of my formulas until I was sure that they were... That they worked mm-hmm. and that they were safe for anybody to use. Right. And it took me a while. I, so
0: yeah, I'd imagine it. It would. It's a lot of it's a lot of effort and attention to detail.
1: Definitely. And trial and error. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a lot of it. Definitely. Um,
0: so we talked. We touched a little bit on the word, but like risk. What are What are some of the the risks that you've taken that you feel like, ooh, this was a risky decision, and has it paid off, or you still don't know the outcome of it yet?
1: I think the riskier might be now what I'm trying to do with the rebranding. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like moving off, moving out of the market was not as risky as kind of like taking the decision that, okay, I'm not going to do this, but I'm going to do this. And I still have not seen the result. Uh-huh. I, am, I just got a new logo too. I'm very excited. I like it. We're still trying to go to colors and stuff, but it's something that I'm very excited about. But like anything, it's like, I mean, it is a gamble. Mm-hmm. Right, and I'm very aware of all those things, but I'm also very excited of what can be the potential. Exactly, right. what I see the potential. Right, and there is a season and a reason for everything, and I really wanna. I think that's one of the riskiest things so far because it's a, it's a big investment too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is definitely in my small time doing things on the <laughs> side of like different projects that I've had, like just acquiring an actual business license alone is is no small feat
1: right and it's like the hoops that nobody tells you right that when i started i again research right because i i like to look at things on my own Mm -hmm. and learn by myself so it was a lot learning about like you say the license and what do you need to keep up with a business Mm -hmm. running and it's a lot
0: (laughs) for sure definitely so what are some of the what are some of the things outside of skincare um outside of hair care right the the well-being of the biggest organ of our body that inspires you what are some of the things that I mean again also too we already touched on it but outside of like the the local initiatives and <laughs>
1: Definitely. what
0: are some of the things that that drive you as an individual that separate you necessarily from your company
1: separate me I really see Piel Bella as her own person. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I was talking with one of my other business um, owner friends... I like to separate Piel Vella from myself because we're not the same. So, for me, I like to say, like, I get to work with Piel or I get to do this with Piel Vella. I don't like to be Piel Vella because I'm a professional entertainer on my own on the other side, right? I'm a bartender. I'm a server. I have always worked in the restaurant industry, and that's kind of something that I have always have in my heart. Mm-hmm. And I never want to be separated from that, right? right? So, I am... I I do have Piel Bella that I've been doing for a full time for almost two years, but I just started going back to do catering. I just, I'm going to start working at a restaurant in two weeks. We're, we're opening a new restaurant. So I think just that, right? I love dancing. I, this year, I went to as many street festivals as you can think of. So I really went. One of my best friends. uh, We were outside literally the whole summer because I really wanted to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's the summer. I particularly love the sun a lot. So I was just like, let's just try to go as many places as we can this summer. Mm -hmm. And we did, we did. So I think like all of that. I love reading. I love reading history. I love to spend a lot of time with my son and as much as I can because he is a teenager now and I am not his favorite person to spend time with. So I try to spend as much as time as I can with him. So one of our things that we do, we like to try new ice cream places all over the city. Okay. Ice cream and Italian ice, like, okay. now that they're open. You know, they're going to close soon. So that's what we've been doing. I pick them up from school and we grab a scoop or two. Mm-hmm. So I definitely like to do a lot of that. I love to watch uh, series. I love Criminal Minds. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh Murder Stories. So, yeah, I do a lot of stuff out of Piel Bella that it has nothing necessarily to do with Piel yeah, Bella, but Piel Vella is definitely built in the core of who I am as a
0: person. Right. It's an expression of yourself but it, it doesn't yes, consume you. Which definitely. is you're able to turn it off and yeah. separate from it.
1: No, I'm a dancer. You see me at the markets. I'm always happy. I'm always <laughs> dancing. I'm always there's something to drink, to eat, you know, like I really enjoy being out there and I think that's one of the things that is always gonna separate me is that I really enjoy what I do. Mm-hmm. Like I enjoy it from my core, from my heart. I I really, really from my heart enjoy what I'm doing right now.
0: That's awesome. That's wonderful. So, then I want a hot take. <laughs> what is the best ice cream flavor? Oh, dear. Because for me... For me it is And I have is, tried so much. It is. It's a loaded question because depending on the day, you'll get, like, two different answers. Either that is
1: true. It's cookies
0: and cream or it's Superman. Those are my two, like...
1: Oh, wow. I thought you were going to say cookie dough.
0: I used to. When I was younger, I was a cookie dough fiend, but... I don't know, there's something I just I as I grew older and maybe this is just me being me, but I fell in love with Oreos because they're not only are they vegan, yeah, which is a weird thing to think about to me at least, but like they're just so salty. Okay. And they're so tasty.
1: That is so, I have never found a love for Oreo, for cookie, for Oreos, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. I have never, my son loves it. It's always like, you already know, cookies and cream, cookies. But I do not, I have never found a love for them. What I love is like cheesecake ice cream.
0: Cheesecake ice cream? Yeah, there's okay.
1: cheesecake ice cream. There is a place by my mom's house and they have a, they have a raspberry, no, it's a blue, it's a whole berry, different berries, mm-hmm. cheesecake ice cream. And there is another one that is just a strawberry. So, yeah, those are, I do not like cheesecake, uh, you know, like on its own, mm-hmm. but I really love cheesecake ice cream.
0: Huh. So. I don't, I'm
1: to <laughs> I know that you're out. not going to find them everywhere, but yeah, and I also like coffee, coffee ice cream
0: coffee coffee ice cream mm-hmm. what about like do you ever do like coffee ice cream with coffee poured over it because that's oh that is nice like avocado yeah. coffee but it's like double mm-hmm. coffee oh yeah for sure
1: there's another place that we go sometimes down by my house and they have the cajeta ice cream that is dulce de leche uh what is that mexican caramel mm-hmm. uh ice cream and they put it in an horchata pie. So, so, yeah, so I that that love ice cream. Criminal. And I used to work in a place, they made lobster ice cream lobster. on Wednesdays. Lobster yeah, ice lobster cream. Yeah, lobster ice cream. And it, it, it was uh, weirdly good.
0: Right. You know, sometimes <laughs> sometimes things like that, you know, yeah. I've made wasabi ice cream before. And oh, it's dear. like, you're like, eh. like, is it good? Yeah. Is it bad? No. But like, <laughs> do I want to eat a ton of it?
1: Yeah, I, Yeah. No, it's just kind of like, you know, those <laughs> little things. But mm-hmm. yeah, definitely cookie dough and um, cheesecake. Good.
0: Thanks for coming with us on this journey. You can find us on Instagram at waypointspodcast, one word. Or if you have any feedback, questions, or recommendations of someone that you think should be interviewed, drop us an email at waypointspodcast at gmail.com. I'll see you all later down the road. Until then, safe drive.
1: having me